When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, we didn't do any draft coverage for a podcast, and that's because your son's travel baseball yeah, blame, but blame also, him. But also because we don't know the draft. We're draft casuals. But also, there's no need to worry about it because the Broncos got an A+. Because they drafted Russell Wilson. Yeah, so before you, because that was my tweet that uh, got, I, I don't understand the replies to a tongue-in-cheek tweet about how the Broncos drafted Russell Wilson, which is was I thought was kind of funny. I like the way you stated it. It sounded wonderful. And you know there's going to be somebody that's like, well, actually, they uh, traded for Russell Wilson. They traded their first-round pick, this pick, this player, that player. I don't care. I don't care. The list of, of things I care about does not include any of what you're about to tell me about what the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. It's on the list of things I don't care about, and I don't look at that list because I don't care. So don't give me that crap. I, the Broncos get an A. I agree. Broncos get an A plus because they used their first round pick on Russell Wilson. And if you can't see that because they traded away Shelby Harris, who I like, I, you're 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 digging too. You're digging too deep. Stop it. You're only hurting yourself. Enjoy the moment. We haven't had many recently. Six years. Six years. That's right. That's right. But I guess I guess to be fair. To be fair. To be fair, to be fair, we do have to at least talk about what happened, like the draft. Like we should mention the things and give some analysis. That's what we're here for. I've I've got the list of players they drafted up in front of me. I know two names. I mean, I know them all now, but before the draft, I knew two names on this list, two, and that's just to be honest and to make sure that everybody knows. I knew two names, and that was it. I don't know. How many names did you know on that list? Not many. I think I knew Nick Benito. I, I knew Nick Benito. I I knew Greg Dulcich, it. but the only reason I knew Greg Dulcich is because I saw uh, sort of out of context the thing about him and his hair. <laughs> that was it. Didn't know he was on the Broncos' radar at all. I was like, oh, I drafted the hair guy. And but here's the thing: it, it gives them another weapon offensively. I, I think the thing that surprised some people, Scotty, Joe Rolls, is the traits are very similar to Albert Aguigbunam. That's why they didn't think that he was going to be an option there for the Broncos to pick. But obviously, Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton, George Payton like him. That's why they drafted him. The pick that I really like. Is this Damari Mathis from Pitt 
I think this kid could be something special and not just because of what he, how he can play, but to have a four, three forty and over a 40 inch vertical leap. Those are some good measurables, right? That's when you, that's when you go, Whoa, is that a, is that a human being or is that something else? What are we dealing with here? That's pretty cool. So no, I, I, I do agree with that. And when you do start to do a little digging and you look at what they did in the draft, and I, and I think it's fair to say that we uh, will defer in, in a lot of situations. I know I will. I will defer to George Payton's expertise and Nathaniel Hackett's expertise, and I will trust in what they are doing for a couple of different reasons. Number one, after last year's draft and, and, and the way the Broncos played last year, it was widely considered to be the best draft. They, I mean, the league gave the scouting team and George Payton an award over the draft in 2021. So you, you know that there is uh, at least a mind that knows what he's doing there because everybody respected what they did. On top of that, you watched George Payton in the offseason in free agency maneuver this team to a place where they were able to make a trade for a franchise quarterback who is close to closing in on, on John Elway and probably going to pass John Elway this season while wearing a Denver Broncos uniform for career touchdown passes. And when I say probably, I mean, it's like a hundred percent going to happen uh, in, in my mind. I don't know how he does it like five. I think it's, it's, I think it's actually eight. If I, if I saw oh, okay. seven away, so eight will surpass John Elway. Doing it in a Broncos uniform, I'm fine with that. That's that's fantastic. So you've you've watched for the last two years, I guess essentially, George Payton maneuver this team that was pretty garbage when he got it into a place where we're talking about them being in contention. They're going to have primetime games. They're going to be uh, a team that is fighting for playoff contention and a deep run into the playoffs because of the things that George Payton has been able to do. So and will likely play in London. Exactly. So who am I to, to say, oh, I don't like this pick. I don't like that pick. I'm sure that we could go through and look at the measurables and look at the needs and, and, and make those judgments. But the board falls a certain way, and then you react to what's going on in front of you and what you have behind you. Uh, to me, I liked the Nick Bonito pick. I think that that, that, that was a, a need pick, right? Edge was something that they were looking at. I think he's versatile from everything that you see about him. He's got ability. He's got he's got speed and quickness. He's got strength. He's he's going to be able to get into that rotation. And he's got have, the hips from Happy Gilmore. It is. It's all in the hips. He's got the hips. He's got the hips. It's all in the hips. So so that to me is a good pick. Greg Dulcich, as you said, the hair wonderful, magnificent. He's head and shoulders uh, above everybody else when it comes I to the hair. Thank you. Appreciate it. Who and was the receiver under Peyton Manning that everybody loved because of his hair? Sunshine. Sunshine. Jordan I Taylor. Yeah, Jordan Taylor. Uh, and, and he did have good hair. I think um, Dolcich. Dolcich has better hair. Dolcich, yes. Yeah. He has better hair. Better hair. He, he reminded, like, I, I, I tweeted a, uh, a gif when I saw his video or, or his picture of Toto because. Oh. He, there you go. I don't know if his hair is as long. As Not, the singer for Africa, I don't think but, so. It's longer now. The, if you've ever but seen the mustache. them, yeah, he's got the mustache. And if you've seen them now, they're they're old and they've cleaned it up, and they they don't have all the the, the wonderful hair because that's what happens. You get old and you cut your hair off, I guess. Uh, and for those who like the song though, Africa, do not watch the video. 
It is terrible. Cheesy eighties horrible video. So bad. It's a good song. As someone who has been accused of not liking eighties music, because I don't think it's. I accused you of that. You did. The French would say "j'accuse." I. It's not that I don't like eighties music. I just don't think it's better than nineties music, uh, or or the nineties hip hop scene or the grunge scene. To me, that was better music than what was going on in the eighties. It doesn't mean it's bad. I just in the ranking system, we're we're off the rails here, and it's it's all because of a tight end with great hair. Who, I I mean, Troy Polamalu would like would be proud of his hair, and and if he plays well enough, he might get to do a commercial with Troy Polamalu. So Vance Johnson would like his hair. Yes, he would. Hashtag life goals. So (laughs) Charlie Blackman would like his hair. Charlie Blackman would be impressed with his. I would like to see a picture of Charlie Blackman. And Greg Dulcich standing next to each other just for fun. They don't have to do anything cool. Just stand there like they're at a party. Two uncles sitting there having a beer. They turn around and smile for the camera. You know, you ever seen that picture with the, the two two guys at a, a family get together? And where are we going? I'm going to stop now. I keep taking us in the wrong direction, and so I'm going to just get us back on track here. But those two picks to me, those are the ones that that were. Great picks. I didn't know enough about Damari Mathis when it happened, but I thought it was a good pick. I I wonder if the pick at 116 right after Damari Mathis is the one where you see people get a little bit like like almost like it wasn't a pick of need. Maybe it, that's the one to me that stood out as people didn't like that pick. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I I don't know anything about the kid. He's he went to Iowa State. Uh, there you go. It's what I got for you. The pick I like is Montreal Washington because of the return capabilities. And I, I think he can step in and be the returner for the Denver Broncos, just based on what we've seen over the course of the the highlights. I mean he he's fun to watch. Fun to and watch. hopefully hopefully the coaching staff does better with him than Trendon Holiday, Isaiah McKenzie, who is now Played a pretty Buffalo, decent yeah. player for the Buffalo Bills. You know, it's interesting, and, and maybe this is something that to think about here. The, the Broncos have a ton of talent. Going into the draft, I feel like on the offensive side of the football, there was a lot of talent. On the defensive side of the football, there was a lot of talent. But there wasn't there wasn't sort of that um, that same talent for special teams. And there was a huge struggle there. Obviously, uh, you know, we've been complaining about special teams for years now with Tom McMahon as the special teams coordinator. He's gone. There are going to be some big changes. To my mind, it feels like this is a draft that you can see guys being put into situations where they're going to play on special teams and have an impact. You you mentioned Montreal, Washington, the Broncos need a guy who can switch the field. That's always been a struggle. You need a guy who can take a punt or a kickoff and switch the field. You also need good coverage. You also need guys that can, you know, be gunners, guys that can can block kicks. There there are so many needs on special teams. We have a tendency to forget about that because everybody loves the glamour of the the long touchdown pass or touchdown run or the big sack or the interception, the pick six, all of those, you know, fumble recovery. Those are all great. We haven't but, seen a lot of that the last six years. And we haven't. I agree. 
So, you know, we'd, I'd love to see all of that as well. But I feel like the special teams has been so neglected and it is, a, is was such an obvious need that looking at this draft, whether you're happy with it or not, you know that there's depth there. And that depth is going to be used in a way that will hopefully positively impact special teams. Because I'm, I'm tired of watching them suck on special teams. I'm, I'm almost as tired of watching them suck on special teams as I am watching them be unable to cover a tight end. And I think they have the defensive backs to do that now. And I, I, I think the biggest... The biggest concern from some is the is not addressing offensive tackle or middle linebacker. In terms of the middle linebacker, those who have watched the Vic Fangio Avaro defenses, which is what the new defensive coordinator for the Broncos runs, it's a branch of the Vic Fangio defense. There isn't an emphasis on middle linebacker. I think we're going to see a lot of dime packages from the Broncos in terms of defensive backs. I don't think we're going to see a lot of middle linebackers on the field, but we'll see. But you're getting Josie Jewell back, and I get it. People don't think he's that high on the totem pole or low on the totem pole. I had I had to correct myself. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, but we'll see. I To me, I like what they did because I think you nailed it. They have the talent. They needed to get the depth on special teams. And what's one of the biggest areas of concern the Broncos have had the last six years, short of quarterback, special teams. And I think this draft does that. It gets people who can tackle, who know the game, who are going to be willing to do whatever it takes, who are leaders, who will want to get on the field. And they'll be able to do that through special teams. You know, it's interesting you mentioned tackling because I, I will say, and you were a big fan of the Damari Mathis pick, one of the the highlights that was sort of shown, as if you were watching the draft and you were paying attention, uh, and I think I was on NFL Network at the time. It could have been ESPN. I kind of w- was going back and forth when I had the chance because, like, like you said, I was mostly uh, watching travel baseball for a bunch of 10-year-olds. And uh, the, the one clip I remember seeing of Damari Mathis was one where he shoots through a gap and makes a tackle and isn't it wasn't like there was any hesitation cornerbacks have a tendency to be guys that don't necessarily want to tackle and I watched this Damari Mathis clip and I just happened to be watching when you know Broncos are making a pick I pull it up on the phone I watch it great whatever and the clip that they showed of him shooting through the gap and getting a guy behind the line those are the kinds of things that get me excited because you know that's a guy that isn't afraid to tackle. He isn't afraid to get in there and mix it up. He isn't afraid to go and do what is necessary to make sure that the play is made. That's the kind of thing you want to see from a cornerback, especially one who's getting taken in the fourth round. He's you know a, a kid that he's going to have to do things like that to prove that he belongs. He's willing to do it. That makes me happy. That gets me excited because I know that that's a guy that's going to come in and going to, at least based off of what we saw on tape, going to put in that effort so that he's not missing tackles or shying away or alligator arm and things, but going after it. That's what you want from a rookie who is probably going to see a lot of time both in whatever package it is on defense and on special teams. And he may not be a starter right away, but I think they have the coaching 
they have the talent right now to where they don't have to to force him along. He can be a nickel, he can be a nickel cornerback. He can get some time on special teams and develop. But the one thing he has going for him is he went against Kenny Pickett and the Pitt offense in practice every day. And Kenny Pickett was the only first round quarterback taken in this draft. He went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that and I and I do think they have the coaching staff to help him. And now he's going against an elite quarterback who is going to test him. The one thing that quarterbacks like Russell Wilson do is they test rookie cornerbacks. And he is going to do that in practice once OTAs start and they start going offense against defense, whether it's seven on seven or 11 on 11. Russell Wilson is going to test him. He's going to want to see what the rookie cornerback can do. And he's going to have his struggles as every rookie cornerback does. But the thing is, he's not going to be expected to be a starter. And I think that's huge for a young quarterback who has a lot. This is the death knell for any draft selection, a lot of potential. No, oh, the old P word. You got to be careful with that. You know, it, it is interesting to know, and you you said this before, and, and we've talked about it in the past. Grading a draft is really hard to do. And, and it's stupid. It's stupid. As as Scotty said in, in the article, it's asinine, which is a perfect word for it. It is asinine to go and look at guys who have never taken a snap in the NFL and say, this was good or this was bad. Nobody knows. Uh, and I loved your description of it before we started recording. Because my board looked different than George Payton's board and he didn't do this or do that, it was bad. Like, George Payton's the, the – the, seriously? Come on, dude. You don't know more than George Payton. Maybe you do, one of the, but, one but of probably the best, not. <laughs> one of the best general managers in the NFL who just won the draft a year ago. My board – looked different and I valued certain players higher or lower than George Payton. So I'm going to give him a D even a C okay. Here, a B. What, what, okay. Good grade. Good, congratulations. You wrote a letter down. Like that's kind of where I'm at with it because the thing that really is exciting here is now that the draft is over, we get to start to focus on how this team has been constructed and how they are going to look on the field. We've seen uh, you know, snippets of it here and there. We've seen the hype videos. We've had that opportunity, which I really have enjoyed. I think everybody's enjoyed the hype videos. If you don't like the Russell Wilson hype videos, I can't help you, and I'm not going to even try. But because <laughs> you're just a sad person, a sad, lonely person, you know, probably Who in your basement. hates everything. Hates everything. And so, Angry I, online. You know, there's, which, fine, but your fingers are probably really sore. So, you know, hard typing. I imagine just really hard types on the keyboard typing. That's what I imagine with the people thing, okay. who aren't excited about Russell Wilson. But the football's coming, man. It's going to be fun. And the Broncos have sucked for six years. Really? Like, you're going to complain about a couple of draft picks and not realize, hey, they finally have a quarterback. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a real thing. They didn't have to worry about trading or drafting Kenny Pickett. I know you said Kenny Pickett and I was like, Oh, could you imagine if, if the Broncos hadn't traded for Russell Wilson, where we would be right now, which quarterback would they have taken in this draft? Cause you know, 
they would have taken a quarterback. And then which veteran would they have paired him with? I don't even want to pretend to live in that hell. That is not a hell I want to live in. The purgatory is just not necessary. Or they don't draft a quarterback and they run it back with Drew Locke again for all the Locke stands who say, well, now he has his third head coach. (laughs) Well, Third offensive coordinator. Now he does. It's just in Seattle, which is great. Uh, Real quick, a little piece of news. I just saw Scotty shared something in Slack, and so I'm just going to say it here. I don't think it really matters. Breaking news. It looks like the Chargers are going to be signing free agent cornerback Bryce Callahan to one, a one-year deal. Um, good on him. Uh, happy for him, whatever. I get that money. If he can stay on the field. He can't stay on the field. Yeah, most, most important ability is availability, and he doesn't have that right now. So At least in Denver. and it makes But it makes sense for him to go from Vic Fangio to Brandon Staley. Sure. Brandon Staley was in Chicago with Vic Fangio, so – yeah, and and it's Chargers season. I will say I was I was at work today, I was at school, and I had a student say to me, "You know, the Chargers are going to be really good this year." And I said, "Ooh, Chargers season!" And he didn't like my joke at all, mostly because he's a seventh grader and they hate everything. But <laughs> that's just I was like, "Dude, come on! The Chargers are always good in the off season. When have they been good in the regular season?" I'll wait. I will absolutely wait. I don't Marty Schottenheimer. And oh. Philip Rivers and Ladanian Tomlinson. Yes, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't go and very far in the And they lost to playoffs. the Patriots. Yeah, way to go, jerks! That's and probably, now they're not in San Diego anymore. Now they're in Los Angeles, which means they don't even. They're not even real. It's not even a real team. And they're so. playing second fiddle to the Rams, playing in Stan Kroenke Stadium. Speaking of Stan Kroenke Stadium, well, we'll just leave that there, I suppose. All right, anything else we need to cover? I'm just I'm ready for football. I'm I'm ready for Russell Wilson Wilson season to amp up and let's go. Let's go. Let's ride. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.